0: It's Wednesday morning. Yes. A big night for the Matildas.
1: Oh, <gasps> scary!
0: A big night for Sue Williams. You're going to be on an aeroplane. Yes. Heading to Barcelona.
1: Yes, that's right. Re- and luckily, I'm on Emirates.
0: So they, oh, they did and re- they stream sport. So right.
1: hopefully, I mean, they were the ones that were the, they were the airline who streamed the quarterfinals, we oh, saw it. all the pictures of the passengers watching there. Yeah. So they've got to do the semifinals, surely. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Let's hope so, Fingers for your crossed. sake. Yes. I'll be thinking of you when mm. I'm sitting at home watching it on TV. <laughs> or maybe at the pub. Mm, where we watch the Spain-Sweden game. Yeah, scrappy that was good. game I think the though. pub's going to be a bit fuller.
1: It could be. You'll have yeah. to get there at midday to find <laughs> a seat probably.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe I'll just get a takeaway and go home. Okay, um, we've got quite a lot of things. I started off this morning thinking we had nothing to talk about. And we've got tons. Um, we've got how... Uh, Rent controls and build-to-rent projects don't really sit well together. That's a story coming out of Glasgow. We've got a story coming out of New York, very international, about how (laughs) Airbnb have been bounced out of court in their attempts to sue the New York City Council. The Queensland government has responded to our comments about the iniquity and inequity of (laughs) pre-sale of management rights. And you have...
1: Yeah, we have tips for where apartments are going to improve in value the most in Australia.
0: That's great. We had better get on with it. I am Jimmy Thompson. I write the Flat Chat column for the Australian Financial Review.
1: And I'm Sue Williams and I write about property for Domain.
0: And this is the Flat Chat Wrap.
1: Jimmy, you're just back from your book tour to Tasmania. What was the situation with apartments there?
0: Um, I don't know. I was too busy signing books. (laughs) (laughs) But it's interesting because I went to Hobart and in my newsletter last week, I pointed out I was going to Hobart where the city council is trying to deal with Airbnb. Airbnb. Mm. and they've done that because the state government is useless, as they are everywhere across Australia when it comes to Airbnb. They just roll over and say, please tickle our tummy. Um But in Hobart, the city council has said, well, uh, something like very close to 10% of their uh, properties, homes, have been given over to Airbnb or short-term rentals generally. Wow, we're using the that's term. that's a huge amount. Huge amount. And, you know, that's it's not a very big city. Mm. So that's 700 homes out of 7,000 that have been given over to Airbnb. And mm. so they've said, all right, we've had enough. We're doubling your your rates. If you go on Airbnb, we're doubling your rates.
1: Oh, interesting. So
0: that makes it much less of an attractive proposition for people who want to put their properties on Airbnb. I don't know how effective it's only just come in. Mm. I don't know how effective it has be
1: worth following that, though.
0: But hopefully it makes people think, is it worth it? And for some people it will be, and for others who are on the fringes where they can't charge the, the massive rents that Airbnb people charge, they might go, hey, it's, it's not worth it. Oh, mm. We'll just put it back to residential.
1: Yeah, because rents are really high in Hobart anyway. Yeah. there's some Well, well short guess why. stock. Guess yeah, well, why. that's right. Yes. Yeah. yeah.
0: So, yeah, so I am back from Hobart and uh, managed to – not get involved in any housing controversy there, but did sign a lot of books. Um It's selling like hotcakes. The oh, book. Good. The book's called Mole Creek.
1: Yeah, and so, you actually went to Mole Creek as well, didn't you? You went to the pub there, and you were yeah like a returning hero. I
0: was. It was good, but you know, it was there was a funny little incident happened at the airport because I brought this book out under the name James Dunbar. Which is my first two names. Mm, to avoid
1: um, the strata hero tag. Yes,
0: exactly. <laughs> and uh, so I got to the airport in Hobart, and I, and there's a big, big stack of, of Mole Creek right at the front.
1: Fantastic. It,
0: great. And I said to the, the woman, uh, the nice woman behind the counter, I said, Do you mind if I sign some of my books? And she said, I'd love you to. And then she said, Do you have any ID? I <laughs> went, well, well, not as James Dunbar, actually. <laughs> But I was able to show her the author's note, which points out that my other name is Jimmy Thompson.
1: Isn't that amazing uh, that people go around <clears throat> bookshops and sign books and well, they actually aren't the author's?
0: Apparently, it might be a thing. that no. uh, It's a kind of new form of graffiti. You scroll your name <laughs> on other people's books <laughs> and the best laid plans of mice and men, etc. Uh, there was a book prominently displayed at the top of it shelves as you walked in. I signed them all and she moved them down to the bottom of a shelf with a tag on it saying, signed by the author. So so the display wasn't half as good as it had been. Oh, that's terrible. I should have left them alone. Talking about Airbnb, while we're on that subject briefly, um, a little story coming out of New York that the Airbnb in uh, 2022 last year New York changed its laws New York City changed its laws it requires owners to register with the mayor's office disclose who who else lives in the property and promise to comply with zoning construction and maintenance ordinances mm. which seems reasonable Airbnb called the restrictions extreme and oppressive and a de facto ban on short-term rentals that left the company quote no choice but to sue Airbnb said back in June, Taken together, these features of the registration scheme appear intended to drive the short-term rental trade out of New York City once and for all. And, and this is a quote from our friends at the at OCN, um, that the Airbnb simply does not want regulators to discover the, quote, mums and dads making ends meet mantra actually refers to corporates with large numbers of listings. Mm. Anyway... Oh, so, and then it goes on to say, nor does it seem to want to comply with smoke and CO2 requirements, overcrowding regulation, or noise restrictions. Mm. And I believe that the judge in that case threw the case out. Wow. So, yeah, because the ordinances are absolutely fair.
1: Yeah.
0: As somebody said way back when Airbnb moved into New York and at the same time as Uber mm. moved in. New Yorkers reacted very differently to the two things. They greeted the arrival of Uber like this conquering heroes coming to the city, Hmm. but they hated Airbnb. And the reason is it's really hard to get a taxi in New York and it's really (laughs) hard to get a flat in New York.
1: And one will help and one, one, will, will, hinder. Help and
0: one will hinder. So mm. I'll it, be interested to see. I'm sure there'll be appeals and things going out um, all over the place on that one. <laughs> Other news from overseas. Glasgow, uh, which is basically my hometown, it's what, my spiritual home in Scotland. When I was a kid, Glasgow had a population of about just under a million people. It now is down to about four or five hundred thousand.
1: Really? Yeah. Because oh, I thought you were going to say four million then. No, no, because they oh. built
0: all these new towns oh, around, to, yeah, like to move know, away. East Kilbride and and uh, Livingston and place in Glenrothes and, and move people out of the city. Now they're looking to repopulate the city centre. And it's what's come out of this is an interesting conundrum for those of us who have been saying, yeah, we should have some sort of rent control and yeah, we should encourage build to rent, you know, this is where corporations build apartment blocks and they become the landlords. It's not actually, strictly speaking, strata because there's no strata committee. There's no, that doesn't come under strata law. It is a company owns a building that rents apartments within the building, lets apartments. So the SNP, the Scottish National Party, which runs a government in Scotland, has decided to impose a 3% cap on rent increases. In the country, all across mm. the country, but yeah. only in Scotland, obviously. Mm. And this has resulted in a, a company called Get Living, who had planned to build 1,500 homes in Glasgow, a 200 million pound project. So that's about what 450 400 million uh, Australian dollars. Australian dollars. They've put that on hold. And they've oh. said, basically... And that's
1: a build-to-rent kind
0: yeah, of project, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, so they were, they were going to build 1,500 homes in the, near the centre of Glasgow. They're looking at young professionals and young families who want to live near the city centre where most of the work is uh, and where, you know, all the entertainments stuff mm. like that. Yeah, just like Sydney and mm. Melbourne. They, people want to live where the action is and where their, their work is. And this is apparently a part of Glasgow City, was part of Sydney, Glasgow City Council's plan, overall plan to double the population living in the city centre yeah. to about 40,000, just the city centre. Um, and the guy from uh, Rick de Blaby, um, who is a chief, chief executive of Get Living, said that they'll are they just put that plan on hold for now. He said, because
1: of the 3% rank?
0: Yeah. Up. He said Companies like Get Living are effectively owned and funded by big global pension funds, same as the build-to-rent people here. (laughs) My shareholders include pension funds from the UK, Canada, Australia, and Holland. And a lot of those are for public sector workers. Mm. So these are the ads that we see on TV for super funds. Yeah, Um, sure. When I go to them and say, I want £200 million to undertake a scheme in Glasgow, and the fundamentals are really strong, but the top-line revenue can't be controlled by us. It's actually controlled by government. And I say, can I have the same £200 million to do the same project in Manchester or Leeds? It's a really short conversation.
1: Because Manchester and Leeds don't have a rent cap. They don't have a rent cap. God, that's hard, isn't it? Because rent caps can be a great idea where rents are going out of control, but maybe they should only be applied to private market rents rather than build-to-rent. Because build-to-rent is usually a higher rent than private rents because they tend to offer a lot more amenities. Yeah. They offer long-term leases Um and people kind of choose to go into build-to-rent because – you know they have the security of tenure yeah. and they know they're going to have access to you know often they have gyms there they might have a pool yeah um, oh, or they
0: share facilities with normal residential facilities like Merbanks mm, place mm. Out near the the uh, Sydney Olympic, Olympic State. Park. yeah, yeah. No, they that's share right. they share their facilities with the resen- residential place across the way or some of them yeah that's
1: right and they have um working spaces their communal working spaces they have a gourmet kitchen, they have dining room, you know, incredible facilities yep. really. And obviously people pay a bit they, higher rent because do. of that. But, I mean, in Australia, the rent of bill to rent is linked to CPI. Um, so I assumed it will probably be linked to CPI everywhere. But if in Glasgow CPI is up higher than 3%.
0: Then it's blocking. Yeah, so that yeah. the problem there is a, a blanket uh, cap on... On the rents, and probably when you look at Canberra or the ACT, well, they have a rent cap which is basically CPI plus I think two or three percent mm. is a rent cap. So rents can still go up with CPI and a bit more mm. if, if the market demand is there. But their rents have risen less, they've still risen, but they've risen less than anywhere else in Australia. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it does seem to be a good compromise there, and maybe yeah. the Scottish government should be looking at, at ACT yeah, and going, their experience. we we can do something like that. And I'm sure that the bill to rent people wouldn't have a problem with that. Mm. It is relevant this morning because the National Cabinet, or whatever they call it, is meeting to talk about housing affordability and availability. Mm. But the Prime Minister has gone into that meeting saying there will be no rent freeze, right? Which is part of their argument with the Greens, because and that's stopping the Greens from voting in favour of the housing package. Yep. Yeah, so it's all very complicated and interconnected, but
1: yeah, and it's interesting because some of the states, I mean, Victoria is talking about rent cap now, aren't they? So yep. it's kind of difficult because, you know, state versus federal really.
0: You know what I'm thinking? I'm thinking that these people are, they're going to look at this and say it's too complicated. It's, let's put it in the too hard basket for mm. now. Because rather than sit down and say, let's try something innovative like they've done in ACT, which mm. of course they won't do because they've done it in the ACT and <laughs> try something that's a bit more subtle and nuanced and mm. might actually work. Mm. When we come back, we are going to talk about uh, a response from the Queensland government to our piece about
1: pre-sold management
0: rights. Pre-sold management rights, which we talked about last week. Mm. That's after this. So, you've got the email that came to us from uh, the Queensland, I don't yes. know, the, the, the Department of Fair Trading or something. I don't know. Anyway, so we'd said that we were quoting the SCA, the Strata Community Association of Queensland, which is a strata managers mm-hmm. umbrella body and, and strata professionals, um, who were saying, Hey, government, you said you were going to do something about pre-sold management rights, which everybody agrees – well, everybody who takes a reasonable position on this agrees are just wrong. Mm. You cannot um, expect people to sign up a contract – well, the developers sign up contracts for 25 years – the owners who have to pay for those contracts have no say in the times and conditions and they can't get out of them once they've signed them. And also we have a, a letter has come in this week from somebody who started off with a ten year management contract in their building, has now been extended to thirty years.
1: Oh my God. Um oh.
0: you know, partly because people are getting misinformation from the 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 management rights people, from mm. the government. Um, from all the sort of vested interests are telling people, no, no, this is the only way we can do this. and mm. um, We can't unwind this, so you're going to have to put up with it. So people are getting ripped off left, right and centre. We got a response from the Queensland government. What is the f- first thing they said?
1: Okay, they say, we understand that management rights are a contentious issue in the community title
0: sector. Well, well done. Congratulations. <laughs> you're awake.
1: And then they go on to say, that's why the government established the Community Titles Working Group to examine the key issues for the sector.
0: So they've got people talking about a problem that they should have been talking about for the past 25 years. Congratulations again, Queensland.
1: Okay. The Working Group has considered many areas of Queensland body corporate legislation, including scheme termination, management rights, and the enforcement of care- caretaker duties, and how best to balance the rights of individuals with a broader community of the scheme.
0: Right. So they're looking at now, you see what they're doing here? They're taking a a fairly straightforward issue, which is pre-sale of management rights, and they're sucking it back into this morass, this quicksand of all these other strata related issues. What else did they say?
1: The government will carefully consider the working group's views on management rights to determine whether legislative amendments or other policy initiatives should be pursued.
0: What they could have said is, We realise there's an issue here and we will make changes. What they've actually said is we are going to see what the issues are and decide whether or not we should make changes. What basically they're doing is kicking the can down the road.
1: Absolutely. Because, I mean, they're just saying they're going to consider the recommendations of the working group. They're not going to actually implement them.
0: No. So the working group goes away and is bashing their heads together for the next nine months. They come out with a report and the government goes, oh, thanks for the report, but nah. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's too hard. I mean they don't they don't even address the specific issues that 25 year contracts that cannot be rewritten or adjusted or rescinded or revoked are just wrong. Mm-hmm. They're just basic they they don't exist in any other aspect of law in Australia except for management rights in Queensland and they only exist so that developers can make more money.
1: And their final sentence of the report, ready for this one? Yep. We are committed to continuing to work with stakeholders to ensure we strike the right balance between development flexibility, Uh the viability of existing management rights businesses,
0: Uh
1: and rights and protections for lot owners.
0: Okay, so here you are in terms of importance or relevance to the Queensland government. First of all, number one, we're looking after developers. Number two, we're looking after the people who already have management rights contracts. Number three, when we get down to it, we might look after the lot owners owners who pay for all this. These are the people who buy the apartments. These are the people who pay these inflated rates for these management contracts, and they don't even get a say in who the managers are. You're right at the bottom of the totem pole people who live in apartments in Queensland. And, you know, I know there are people who are very happy with the arrangements that are there. I can tell you there are a lot of people who are very, very unhappy. And guess what? Your government doesn't care.
1: Yeah. And, I mean, it's not only for Queenslanders. Lots of people in Melbourne and in Sydney, all over the country, own places in Queensland. Yeah. Um, they bought a lot of them during COVID. A lot yep. of people would like to go and retire in Queensland, yep. perhaps, but they they bought them in the meantime as yep. an investment. But in fact, some of them are proving to be a really poor investment because you know they're paying so much in levies for yep. the for, because of the management rights. Well,
0: you you consider you the okay. You've got the cost of people managing your building that everybody has that, but they you also have added to that the cost of financing the loan that those people had to take out to buy the management rights, either from the developer or from another manager. Mm, And uh, that's added to the cost. You're getting no benefit for that, and you don't have any choice.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. So when the Queensland government wrote to you, I guess they thought they were... Going to quieten you down really and satisfy you to, to let you know that they were looking at this and taking it all very seriously. But they don't I think know, know had me very the well. <laughs> effect,
0: they don't yeah. know me, do they? <laughs> <laughs> They're going to get to know me, but uh, right now yeah, they don't care about Flat Chat or, or Jimmy Thompson or mm. even James Dunbar
1: or your listeners, Jimmy or
0: Sue Williams. <laughs> we mustn't forget about you. Yeah, look, um, somebody needs to start. Kicking butt and taking names in Queensland. And, uh, as we've discovered in, in New South Wales, 20 years ago, nobody was listening. Mm-hmm. Um, but people start listening when, when, uh, you, what was it, uh, Mike Tyson said, everybody has a plan until they get a punch in the face. <laughs> <laughs> so let's look at Queensland. We're coming after this. We're going to be talking about where would be the best place. I'm guessing Queensland might not be one of them. What the best place to buy an apartment if you want to make a bit of a profit? That's after this. So, you've got a report there about the best places to buy an apartment if you're looking to make some money on it, I guess. Is the, well, the-
1: that's right. This is for investors, really. Yeah. Um, and this is a report from Hotspotting, and they've they've produced the National Top 10 Apartment Hotspot Report. Right. And surprisingly, Queensland is right up there because right. they're just looking at prices. They're right, not looking right. at kind of yield so much and right. rent rentals and, yeah. and income. They're looking at prices, and they reckon that um, apartments have been outperforming standalone houses this year, faster growth in rents, um, and superior price growth for much of the past 12 months and a growing share of new dwelling approvals. Right. So that's good. So hopefully we'll get a few more apartments around.
0: Well, the government in Queensland, as we said last week, have announced that they're going to put 600,000 new apartments in the southeast corner of the state in the mm. next 20 years. So. Mm. Building approvals are, are a given, I guess.
1: Sure. So the the number one is um, Annalee in Brisbane, so Queensland. That's yep. the that's the best place for um, apartment price growth for the next year, and that's mostly because of the positive impacts of the twenty thirty two Olympics. Okay. Yeah. Because it's very close to Wollongabba. Yep. Um, then you've also got the Sunshine Coast. That okay. did incredibly well during COVID. Oh, that's up
0: new, so, isn't it? That's right. Yeah.
1: It did really well during the pandemic because everybody was kind of trying to buy there, really. So um, that's going well. Um, there is big infrastructure spend there as well, and lots of people going there for lifestyle. Then Gold Coast still, right? Sorry, Queensland still. No, no. I think
0: you. I made the point. You made the point that the the property prices are rising, but that doesn't take into account the costs of mm, of letting. Really. And, yeah, and yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah. So just Gold Coast Southport. Um, because vacancy rates there are low and it's, you know, lots of people go there as tourists. So they attract a lot of people. Yeah. And so prices are a bit more affordable there. So, um, yeah, yeah, and lots of demand. And then finally in Queensland, York is Knob. It's just a place I love the name of, really. Yeah. It's a small beach suburb in Cairns. Um, and that's a location where units are tightly held. You know, Cairns has had enormous growth. Um, we had a domain report. Uh, that showed that Cairns had huge growth over the last year. The centre right. of Cairns, prices have gone up something like 28% in the last 12 months. Wow. It's quite incredible, wow. really. You know, you don't think about living in Cairns. Really, yeah. yeah, maybe one should. And in New South Wales, there's been several suburbs in the Sutherland Shire. They've been rezoned to include more apartments. Right. Um, So they're going to do really well. Gymea is the sort of nerve centre yeah. Um, suburb with lots of...
0: I always think of Sutherland as being the the epicenter of NIMBYism, but that's probably the North Shore really, isn't yeah, it? Yeah,
1: well, there's lots of NIMBYism everywhere, I suppose, really. Um, but um, Guy Meere's got lots of medical and educational amenities and he's got a Westfield there, a huge Westfield, and rail links and stuff. Right. Then there's the Inner West in Sydney. Stanmore is the best example there. You've got a median house price of $2 million and the median apartment price was 765000 Wow. So that's a big difference, isn't it, really? Yeah, yeah. Um, and then in Victoria, Clayton, well, it's well located beside Monash University and Monash Medical Centre, and prices are going up there very, very quickly. And apartments are very affordable compared to houses and yep. it's above 4%. And then Kensington in Melbourne, which is known for its kind of village feel and its cafes and diversity right. of architecture – Kind of a bit like Kensington in Sydney, really. Mm. Um, so that that's doing really well as as well. And then finally, you've got Adelaide, Mitchell Park.
0: Yeah. And
1: in Canberra, you've got Belconnen. Right. So they're um, both two final hotspots for apartments. So it's good right. to hear that apartments are doing so well, really.
0: Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, if you feel like it, you could combine a a property hunt with a road trip. <laughs> <laughs> a nice very idea. long road trip.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> Oh, it sounds like a TV series. The property hunt. Interstate property hunt.
1: Oh, my God. You're going to have to patent that now.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Anybody who tries to steal my idea, you have to deal with me in person. Oh. All right. Wow. Well, we crammed a lot into that. Sue, you've got to go and get packed now. You haven't even started packing.
1: No, no, uh, yes, that's right. So um, I better hurry up, really. But um, so the next couple of um, podcasts, I guess I'll be doing from on the phone from… From your ship. Wherever. Yeah, yeah.
0: Well, okay, we'll, we'll do our best. Day. We'll <laughs> do our best. And there will be a podcast next week, you can be assured, and there will be another voice on it. It won't just be me, um, but who that other voice is and where they're coming from Remains to be seen, yeah. I might be
1: replaced. Well,
0: if we can't get a hold of you, we can't just go to silence. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Thanks very much, Sue, for taking a break from your packing and preparing and finishing off all your last-minute stories. And thank you all for listening. We, or I, maybe we, will talk to you again soon. (laughs) Bye. Bye. Bye.